you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this next episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alex Suye. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for inviting me into your podcast. I hope I can share something interesting with your audience. For sure. I hope I didn't butcher your last name too much. <laughs> That's all right. Right, Alex, some people around the world don't know who you are yet. That's all about to change. So would you mind giving a quick introduction to people of who you are? Uh, sure. Um, I can say um, I'm an IT IT geek, IT nerd, I can say like that. Um, I used to study IT in, in university uh, probably 15 years ago. And after that, working in IT companies that we developed a payment system similar like PayPal uh, for the whole country, uh, overall, the Rus- overall Russia. And after a couple of years working in the company, I became a CTO of of another company doing similar stuff. And my first website probably I developed in uh, 2001 during some programming course in at school. And it was pure HTML, CSS, but I really liked it. And after university, um, maybe in 2012, uh, working in the company, I, I was bored and I decided to open my own business. And because I didn't have much money and uh, I thought, but I knew how to do a website. I thought it will be the fastest and the easiest way to do, to, to do business and to get more clients. So I found out about SEO and I started doing SEO for my website, for my own. And after maybe a year, I got pretty good results. And my phone was ringing all time, all the whole day. And I probably, my, my, rev, my profit from the company was similar, even higher than the company where, where I was uh, as CTO. It was pretty interesting period of my life, working 14 hours per day doing powerlifting. I even took a part in the competition and took a second and got a second place in bench press. It was pretty fun time. And uh, I met my future wife, when I, who was also a business owner and uh, also worked for 14 hours. And it was, I would say it was pretty difficult and uh, we never traveled before. Uh, We decided that it's probably enough and we moved to to China. Three years I was working for Alibaba in China, a pretty big company. And I was doing digital marketing mostly. I worked in uh, marketing team, uh, mostly with Russians and Ukrainians, and we do promotion for one of their product called UC Browser, uh, number one browser in China and India, and quite big in, uh, audience they have in Russia now. Uh, after China, in China, we started our own YouTube channel and our website uh, about 
learning languages and because my wife she is an English teacher and she used to have English school in Russia so that's a website that's how I mostly learn SEO by myself doing I sold my company previous company in Russia so I stopped doing SEO for that for that one but I started a new website and I sold it um, after a couple of years for pretty good money and Maybe in 2015, we got 100,000 visitors per month, plus around 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. It was pretty interesting, and more, maybe more than 70 writers were working on the website. Those days, I tried to learn how to manage big teams, uh, how to manage a lot of people at the same time, providing the best results, and building processes and our own system. Nice. Well, those days I understood that communication is probably the key and you need to learn people's psychology, you need to learn their culture, how they make a decision, why they make, why make those decisions. And you need to know uh, that to predict their behavior, uh, their actions in the future. And well, uh, sorry, sorry, Matt. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes all makes good sense. Yeah, well, after China, uh, we decided to move to the Philippines for uh, just to take a rest and for probably six months working there. As you know, like all these pictures about ideal life with a laptop laying on the beach and in the hammock. And yeah. well, it was so boring, I would say. And so we, we just got bored and got bored and we decided to change something in our lives and we moved to New York to USA nice. uh, for probably for six months working in New York. I worked for a US company, mostly doing SEO and we uh, developed, we started developing uh, Canvases. It's a plugin for WordPress providing translation services. So I was doing uh, SEO fixes, working on PBM networks, uh, build, um, managing small team in, in that company. Yep. And yeah, after US, uh, we moved to Vietnam where we live now. And at the same time, I already do, uh, I was doing affiliate marketing for, for another website. And it was one of the probably interesting uh, part of SEO and I decided to join uh, one Russian company that's had a couple big websites, affiliate websites uh, about different reviews. They did affiliate marketing and the traffic was probably around 1 million visitors per month each. So as a team lead, I had a team working on those sites, doing link building, content, technical optimization, PBN, uh, uh, building PBN network, and a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And the, the, the main problem was, uh, again, the communication, because working with a remote team, I didn't have close relationships with my colleagues. And for me, it's really important to uh, talk with people. And uh, I didn't even see them face to face. I mean, I don't know how they look. Uh, we had video con uh, conversation every day, but we didn't use video and it's not so exciting working remotely as working in the office. That's why I decided to quit and uh, I joined Ardor where 
where I work now. And yep. we have all this stuff. We talk to each member every, every day and have a team call every, every week. And yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty it. That sounds good. That sounds good. And um, yeah, so you're, you're managing how many people at Honor? Uh, in order, in, in my team, uh, we have 15 people now, uh, but I also involved in different processes for different departments. I, sometimes I have to help a link building outreach team. Uh, sometimes I work with the content team. So in total, uh, in order, we have 40 people. Nice. Nice. So, um, Alex, let's, let's get into some, some tips and tricks. So what's the, what's the number one thing that makes you a good manager? If you, I would, maybe, maybe, maybe I should ask if you are a good manager first, but I assume you are. <laughs> I hope so. I hope uh, other team members can say about that. But I'm trying to, <laughs> not, to not to talk directly. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying to be as much as possible. Yep. Every day. Uh, one uh, number one thing uh, for me, I think. Well, a, a lot of things I can I can talk about, but maybe number one is is uh, empathy and well communications. Uh, well, as as you know, if you confuse, you lose. And uh, to to explain the, what you want to achieve and to show other team members your goals and your vision, uh, company vision, uh, you have to be, well, uh, you have to understand the psychology and you have to understand uh, people's culture, maybe why they do those decisions, why they make them and how they will behave in the future. How will they react on your, uh, on your implementations, on, your, on new things that you try to implement in the company? That makes a lot of sense. And... You, you mentioned communication quite a few times. So what's, uh, what, what's been your biggest learning points around communication? Well, I can say that in different countries uh, where I lived, there are different uh, people. They uh, communicate pretty different way. And for example, in Russia, in China, and now I lived in Vietnam, so I work with the Vietnamese as well and a lot of different people. Um, I can say that the completely different style uh, of uh, Western style of com uh, Western communication uh, compared with Russian way of uh, communicating and Chinese. For example, in China, the, the, there is a big distance between a boss and their employee. And a boss try to implement, they, they don't want to lose their face, right? So they implement things. Uh, sometimes they don't listen their own, um, they call, their colleagues. And in Western, it's more like friends, more like a partnership. And in Russia, it's something in between. So I try to follow uh, all these styles uh, if I think I need to. For example, it's come... Uh, you know how to work with the Philippines. You work with them for a long year, for, for a long time, right? So, the, uh, for example, on the Philippines, they they better work under pressure. As from my from my point of view, and if you tell them your vision and company goals, sometimes most of the time they 
uh, they maybe they don't follow your ideas, but if you tell them um, your their KPIs, they can do it better. But for Europeans, you uh, for Western people, you mostly try and try to give them more responsibilities, show them opportunities, um, involve them to the company life, and try to help them to feel to be the uh, feel uh, being a part of the company. So that's that's what I see. So I'm trying to working with the different people. We have people from UK, US, Vietnam, Italy, Hungary, I don't know, Nepal, India, or a lot of countries. So working with the different people, I have to find different solutions or different approaches for everyone. So uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think, I mean, it's always difficult, right? When you're like new cultures, it's never the same. So I, in, in theory, I say that everyone around the world communicates the same, but there, there's definitely always uh, cultural differences, right? Yeah, yeah um, that's right. Wh- whatever way you twist and turn it, that's, that's just the way it is, right? Um, but I think fundamentally, there's, there's always a lot of things you can do, right, to... Yeah, to, to, to make a big difference, right? And that, there's a lot of things that are that are the same in most places, right? And I think, I mean, one of the things that I look the most at is really, you know, in, in terms of personality and understanding people's sort of personality sets and so on, and really understand, you know, are they assertive, are they reserved, you know, what are yeah. they? And, and, and basically utilize that to try and figure out, like, you know, what are they good at? What are they not so good at? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, one of our um, tests, and when you, if, if you want to join Ardor, will be a personality test. So we, we would like to know what kind of personality you have to, if you're try to be a man, if you want to be a manager, if you're pro- proactive or you prefer to, to follow someone. That's yeah. really important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, that's interesting. And what about from sort of a higher level perspective, right? I mean, you you obviously been working in quite a few different teams. How do you feel like being in a small company that you're in now? How do you feel that's different than, for example, being in a larger corporation with, you know, like lots of lots of staff and, and lots of processes and so on. Like, do you, do you feel a difference? Of course, of course. Uh, well, that's probably the, the main thing that I always uh, tell others. Like, they comp- I always compare big companies. Um, in Alibaba, I don't remember exactly how many people there, probably more than 10,000 people, but in, in the company that we, I worked uh, for um, UC Web, it was 3,000 people uh, in that company, which pretty big. Um, I mean, for, even for Russian companies, for Western companies, it's a lot of people. And um, working with the small companies from probably the smallest company I worked with, it was three, th- three people, including me. So we grew from three people, we grew to, to 16 in a year. And compare those companies, I can say that, well, first of all, in a big company, it's much more difficult to uh, 
to implement your ideas. The, the main, uh, well, one of the big pro issues with, uh, for me in Alibaba, for example, was um, when we had a problem with, uh, with product, we would like to, uh, to work closely um, closer to the to developers to explain them what the problem is and we couldn't get access for uh, we tried to get access to mantis backtracking system to explain those uh, issues directly and it took three months for me to get those access but after that we increase our speed uh, maybe twice maybe three times we start started working faster because uh, you communicate less uh, you have you have less chains um, of communications, so it, the the whole work uh, will be faster. And a lot of processes sometimes it's it's good to have all these processes because you, uh, at, at the same time, in big companies uh, who which has uh, have all these processes, it's easier to work because. Uh, especially for young, for interns, for young uh, specialists, for people who just joined the company, they want to learn something. They have much better education system uh, because all these processes are already written and you can start learning. Uh, you can start doing simple stuff and you can learn a lot of things in a short period of time. But in a small company, you have to figure out by yourself what's going on well, we try to avoid that as much as possible. We wrote a lot of SLPs for the last year. We try to automate as much as possible. But at the same time, I understand that in, in the bigger company, you have much more resources to teach people than in small companies. But what I like more the most is you always be a, a valuable part of the team of the company and your ideas, uh, it's easier to implement them. So when I have when I joined Ardor, I had so many ideas. So we start implementing them immediately, and I hope that it, it's brought pretty good results. We automate a lot of processes. We implement uh, a lot of scripts, and uh, Google Data Studio finally uh, help. We <coughs> sorry. So I think that's the biggest advantage. Of the small company, but maybe in 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 big companies, it's more it's maybe more comfortable to work because you already have the all in and the whole environment. And for example, in Alibaba, they provide everything. They provide the apartment. They provide uh, food. They provide a lot of materials, and it's more comfortable and less stressful. But there, there is, um, there was less uh, challenges. So, the, for people who wants who wants challenges, uh, it's not. It's probably they will not like it. For example, like me, that's the main thing because uh, why I prefer to work with small companies because there will be always challenges more than in a big company. Totally, totally, and that's. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've worked in very large companies like IBM and Xerox and so on, and and yeah, it's totally the same, right? I mean, you you can always find challenges, and there's always stuff to do. Um, yeah, and that's at, at least for some people that makes it very interesting, at least, right? So, 
But if you work in a different comp- uh, different country, for example, uh, in China, uh, it's the just imagine uh, Chinese people they don't like uh, foreigners to be on the management on the manager's positions. So yeah. how like in IBM, for example, you could find challenges and you can become a manager. You can uh, implement your own processes. But in China, it's it's possible, but it's much more difficult because they prefer to have Chinese people on the management positions. And it's uh, and the manager will be always trying to implement his ideas without well, it, maybe it was uh, without listening to you. So what, what's the biggest challenge you have ever faced from a management standpoint? Difficult to say uh, because like, it feels like when you change the culture completely from a Russian style of management to Chinese and then to, for, to Western, everything you do is a challenge, is a big challenge. Uh, for China, in China, it was difficult for me to get used to it was difficult for me to to use my energy to uh, to implement. Uh, it was to to communicate with the managers who doesn't like who don't like uh, implementations who don't who don't like changes, and that was uh, maybe the culture dif- difficulty yeah. in Ardor or in 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 Western companies. Um, the biggest challenges probably. In terms of management, it was to find time to for everyone so they feel well. We all know we all have a lot of work, and we, um, especially business owners and managers, and it's it for me. I feel very important to find time for every for every person in the company uh, that work with us to. Well, for now, uh, to feel a valuable part of the team, so they can understand our vision and our priorities, and then follow their, the, send their direction to the, so, sorry, send their uh, energy to the right direction, and yeah. probably that's that's all. Everything else, it's, uh, I feel really excited and. Uh, it's a lot of interesting things happening. So you always knew something, learn something new. You always try to be better and working with the team, they help you to, to grow as, as much as you help them. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, it's, it's always difficult, right? And, and I always have this idea, like, <laughs> you know, today's challenge always seems bigger than yesterday's challenge, but it's also <laughs> a lot of the time. It's also just how you look at it. Right. Because from, from a high level perspective, you know, things are like how, how big challenges you deal with. Every time you deal with a big challenge, what tend to happen is that, you know, you, you become more comfortable in general with challenges, right? And that's, that can both be good and bad, but in in many scenarios, that's a good thing, right? Because it it makes you able to comprehend more and and make you able to do more things. Um, And that's, that's 
yeah, it's it's good, right? I mean, I, I I really love challenges, and just like yourself, right? Like when when things are too easy, that's that's never ever a, a good sign, right? Yeah, you probably watched movies. Uh, yes, uh, from, with Jim Carrey, like always say yes. Yeah, I I really like this movie, so I like most of the time I try to say yes first, and then figure out uh, all these challenges and difficulties later. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. So, from from your perspective, um, in terms of like recruitment and really finding the right people, is is at least in most cases is the most difficult aspect, right? So, mm-hmm. what sort of what sort of tips and tricks have you learned that around recruitment that enables you to find great people on a consistent basis? Since I involved a lot in the recruitment and I all they always um, had to do that, probably my first interview I, I did more than 10 years ago. And well, it's always uh, difficult to find the right people. I mean, uh, you think the person is perfect fit for you, but in the end it can be different. But at the same time, we develop pretty nice system. And uh, thanks to our HR and recruiter um, that helped us a lot. Uh, we, do a lot of, we do a lot of tests. We personality test, of course, uh, SEO test, if it's that uh, SEO uh, specialist applying for a job. And well, I try to understand uh, not just person experience and knowledges, but at the same time, I'm trying to understand what drives him to work harder, what push him to grow, what kind of uh, his main values in his life. If that's a family or if that's money, or maybe he likes challenges and that's why he's trying to join our company. And if you understand these values, uh, you know what to offer this person. Sometimes it's it's not it's not about money at all. You just uh, you give him more challenges, and he will be happy to work with you forever. And if that's a person like that, and so because I think psychology is really important in uh, management. So I'm trying to talk. Not just well, we have a, we have tasks to check all these knowledges, SEO uh, experience, and everything else. But talking to the person and trying to uh, to know him better, if to to understand if he will be the perfect fit for our company, to our culture, and make it better. Yeah, but we, we all do mistakes, so sometimes it's it's not successful, but we do better and better. Yeah, that makes sense, Alex. That makes sense. <laughs> now, a lot of SEOs really, really struggle with delegation. What uh, what have been your learning points around delegation, and what sort of the the key things that you feel that you know you're doing particularly well? <laughs> well, as a IT as IT specialist, as a IT nerd, I I think that people always can do well. 
people do mistakes and the best way to delegate is to automate the thing. Uh, if you can automate this process, this will be the best way to delegate it. So you don't need to uh, worry about the final result. You don't need to worry about the time person spent uh, on that task. You will check, uh, you will just get the final result what you, what you need. But talking about delegation, I think, well, first of all, you, you always have people who you can delegate some, something or you can't. And if you, well, you can trust them to be uh, responsible and independent. In, in other words, like people who uh, should be checked um, and you should ch uh, set up some KPIs and checking points for them or people who you just can tell the idea and they will, they will do it by the end. So most of the time we, for delegation, we have, we always have S S um, SOP, right? So person um, who joined the company, they, they know what to do. So we, we write this SOP and uh, review them from time to time. And if the person do, uh, the person uh, does the, the task first for the first time, he will write SOP by himself and we will check after that. So SOP helps a lot to improve this process. The, another thing is to set up KPIs and checking points. So if you know, and you and the person know what to achieve in the end and where we all go going, then uh, it will be much better to, to achieve this point and maybe even the employee, employee will over deliver. So that's another thing. And I think I'm, I'm personally myself, I'm trying to tell others that I trust them and they can do uh, the task that I'm giving to them and they need to feel responsibility for that task. And if they do, uh, then they try to do it in the best way. Maybe uh, try to do to over deliver it. Try to do something else to make it even better. And so that that works pretty well. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, how have you learned management, Alex? Like, what's what's sort of been the resources or the people you've listened to or to likes? Well, I read from 30 to 50 books every year uh, and most of them about management uh, personal growth and time time management and most of the books of course in russian because i can read them faster and we have a lot of uh, good writers uh, one of the best book I read recently is was 45 tattoos of, of the manager. It's a Russian bestseller and pretty good book. The guy was uh, nominated as a best top manager of the, of the year in Russia. Also, we have a book club in our company every week. We read some books that can be, that's um, pretty valuable for us. And like, for example, now we're reading story brand from Dolan Miller. And uh, yeah, that's really interesting book and it's uh, useful for all of us to know. And also I read a lot of successful stories 
uh, recent books I read, it, it was a clockwork, Mike McCallowitz, uh, how Google works, ideal executive, like I said, I did this. And of course I, I watched some business podcasts like yours, for example, really like it. And I even rewatched recently the, the, uh, the course, the training we yep. had in order with you. That was pretty useful. And yeah, I, I live pretty close to, to the office. It's about one kilometers, uh, one kilometer, one way. So um, I, have a lunch, I have lunch at home every day because my wife cooks for me. And so I, in the morning, I go for a walk from my ho- house to the, to the office. So I listen to some podcasts and I go back to lunch, uh, to have lunch with my wife. And then I go back to the office. So I have four kilometers walk every day. So all this time I try to listen and uh, learn something new that can be useful. Yep. Right, Alex. That was a lot of good information. Um, <laughs> I think, I, I think we're, we're good for now. Um, before we leave, if people are eager to talk to you or get hold of you for any reason, what's the best way of doing that? Well, uh, most of the time I, I work on Skype. Uh, because we use it in our company. Uh, but I think people can find me in, on Facebook. Yeah. Pretty easy. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you very much for joining, Alex. Thank and you, Matt. To the, and to the audience, we will be, you will hopefully be listening to us again next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.